Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Welcome in, three dudes with a view. We are coming to you with Wednesday edition. It's uh, a great week. It's We're getting summer-like weather, and it uh, looks like, you know, sunny with a chance of thunderstorms is going to be the forecast from now until Labor Day. Pretty so, much. Yeah, there we go. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there on the road somewhere. Those five children must have tied him to a chair or something. <laughs> <laughs> three of them are in camp. So, yeah, we... we. We're, we're doing okay, though. We're doing we're doing well. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clayton Harris, dude number two, dude number one, Mister Jim York. How are you, man? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. All right. Now it's Wednesday, so as usual, special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Oh, I'm so good. Good morning, everybody. And frequent special guest dude, Chris Chumley. How are you? Good morning, everybody. All right, folks. We've got two candidates with us today. And that's what this show will be all about. Um, And we'll take them in turn. Let's see. First of all, we've got Jackson Carter, who is a candidate for the Murray County School Board, a Republican candidate, nominated as a Republican. Nominated as a Republican. There we go. Yes, sir. And and Jackson, which district do you seek to represent? I seek to represent District 11, so that's up in Spring Hill. Okay. All right. And we're going to talk to these candidates. And then we've got another uh, candidate for 5th Congressional District, U.S. Congress, uh, Trace Car- uh, Willem. 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 Trace Whittem. W-I-T-T-U-M, right? Whittem. W-I-T-T-U-M. And you spell your first name T-R-E-S, but we pronounce it Trace. Like, That's the right. Trace. Because I'm the third. That's right. There we go. So Trace Whittem. There we go. Okay. And uh, he's running for uh, – you're a Republican candidate for U.S. Congress, I assume. Absolutely. Okay. There's Not to be mistaken for the Democrat. That's right. There we go. I don't think you'll be mistaken. Please don't that. make that no, mistake. Trace. I won't. Yeah, so. Please don't make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the resident progressive there. There you go. So you know, Still Ken. love you. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Trace, let's get to you first. Um, Trace Woodham, uh, candidate for the Republican nomination for U.S. Congress, District 5 of Tennessee, which encompasses uh, Murray County, Lewis County, Marshall County, a big chunk of Williamson County. A slither of Southern Davidson and a slice of um, Western Wilson. Wilson County, yeah. There we go. Uh, Trace, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, tell us, tell us who Trace Whittem is. Well, Trace Whittem is a resident of Nashville, Tennessee. Been there since 2008. Um, ironically, it was film and television that brought me 
to uh, Nashville. It was the Hannah Montana movie, if you guys remember that, because we filmed right up the street here. Right, we filmed in, you filmed in um, Columbia. Yep. And uh, so I, I actually, ironically, really, we filmed throughout this whole congressional district, which was cool, because the movie's actually about saving Tennessee, <laughs> and uh, which is a lot about my mission. But I'm a Chattanooga graduate. Um, went to UTC, studied mass communications, um, got involved. I was politically active, um, became a state chairman of the College of Republicans. Um, you know, you, you got a big mouth, and, and when you, truth is challenged, you stand up and speak out. Um, so I have a history of doing that. Got involved with an organization called Christians United for Israel. Um, went to Israel and uh, really felt like the Lord called me into government um, when I was in Israel and uh, for such a time as this. So um, here it is 15 years later. Um, I had spent 11 years with Senator Bo Watson in the Tennessee Senate uh, when he was the Speaker Pro Tem and the Finance Chairman. So uh, I've, my background in government is, you know, looking through policy and uh, the state budget. Uh, I feel like I've had some really great leaders to look at. We're, we're very um, uh, frugal with our money. Um, uh, I have a lesson in Tennessee values, which is a lot what I'm out here talking with people about. And, um, you know, they redrew this district. And after uh, 11 years, you kind of look for how else can I serve? Um, I just turned 35 years old, May 28th. And so I'm looking to, to serve in a different capacity. And so this looked like an opportunity that I thought I should at least stand up and, uh, and speak out. I feel like I'm the most qualified to do this, um, being that I've had a good education in the Tennessee Senate. And so that's, that's what I'm doing. There we go. Trace Woodham, folks, That's right. candidate for Republican candidate rocking. for U.S. Congress. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, and Trace, what um, what would you hope to accomplish as a congressman of the Fifth District of Tennessee? Well, there's a few things. One, um, you know, I think really understanding the role of the congressman, right? Um, I, I think the role, obviously, is to represent people. And to do that, you're really an ambassador uh, of the congressional district, which is a populace of people. But you're also there to represent the state of Tennessee. And, uh, the, and, and my job would be to make sure we get our funds and our appropriations and that things um, that, that we feel like should be allocated to Tennessee is to go get our money. Um, so maybe that's just my uh, my idea between being in finance, ways and means, is but to get our money. And then also just to fend back the federal government. Uh, we see the federal government infringing on states um, all the time, actually. You know, working in the legislature, you actually see that uh, we don't really hear from Washington much. Uh, we're kind of told we get mandated, um, but we don't really hear from them. And so I think there's a major problem with that. I, I, I guess, you know, I think where we really went wrong was the 17th Amendment, actually, where they took the representation out of uh, uh, the representation of states out of Congress. Um, and so, you know, one that, thing, that's the amount where uh, the direct election of senators. Yes. A lot. Most people don't know about that. Most people don't. Congre yeah. No. yeah. Uh, under, under the original Constitution, uh, senators were elected by the legislative bodies of the various states. Right. And they were there in Washington to represent the states, not, right. you know, and by extension, the people of the state. But right. the legislatures chose them. And uh, there was a huge progressive movement at the turn of the last century where uh, senators were uh the, the amendment provided that senators would be elected by the people of the various states, not the legislatures. Right. And that's it's pretty far down in the weeds, folks, but you can definitely trace the um, huge uh, usurpation of federal power uh, from that very date. It changed America dramatically. And um, we got bamboozled. We, we got were bamboozled. We were bamboozled. We got bamboozled. I'm not sure we'll ever put that. Well, there's a there's a there's a movement called Convention of States that's trying to get that back to its original form. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll ever get that genie back in the bottle, but it forever shifted 
the balance of power between the federal government and the states in favor of the federal government. Well, look at January 6th. I mean, if you had state representation of what happened in the elections, I think, you know, if the states actually had a voice, where the states actually had voice and representation, um, you know, you might have seen January 6th happen a little different. But what you have is a bunch of glorified congressmen who act like federal governors. And they make decisions and they mandate things on states. And so one thing I think I've got to push back on is to say, hey, listen, um, you know, you've, you've spent us into debt. Uh, we, you're actually spending money we don't even have. And right. you're giving it to other countries. You know, we have a big heart, but you're giving all our money away that we don't even, that we don't we even have this yes, money. We borrowed. And so I got a point and say, where's the U.S. Senate on this? Somebody needs to stand up and say, hey, listen, the people are tired of it. And we've got to push back. And, and, and I think Na- I say Nashville in a sense of Tennessee. Nashville knows best for Tennessee and Washington doesn't. And so uh, my big message is if you want to get the debt under control and you want to get things under control, uh, you kind of have to point at that upper chamber. But uh, but it's got to start somewhere. And, I, you know, start it in the House with all the other taxes. Right. That's right. There you go. There and you we go. got to do something. There you go. Mr. Orr. I was going to ask you, what, what's your plans to improve? Tennessee's contribution to the overall United States. Tennessee is considered as one of the welfare states. What would you do to try to bring economies here or, or, or plants here to to improve their ability to support these United States? Well, I think First off, I don't, I don't think you have to bring anybody here. I think if you look around at the prices, everybody's just coming here anyways because the way Tennessee's set up. Look, we're a non-income tax state, um, and, and we are, we're business-friendly. We're pro-business. Um, so really, selling Tennessee is probably the easiest thing I think I it can is. do. It um, is. Quite frankly. And we have a billion-dollar surplus yeah. this year, right? I don't know how that's a welfare state. It's Well, I, I think it's because I, I do understand what he means, actually. We do require more federal funding. Um but then again, I think that uh, as we grow this state, people are people are in here. They're coming from New York, California, L.A. because those states that I guess they don't consider welfare states that we do, um, they can't even balance their budget. So we do need to manage that. But I think our contribution is look, look at the way we manage this state. Our contribution is look at Tennessee. We are the beacon of hope for this this country. I believe uh, Tennessee values, faith, and family. People want to be here because this is a good community. We're good people. We love people. Um, but we also have our financial house in order. Um, uh, and, and I think Tennessee is the easiest place to sell. That's why companies are coming here in drove. We're, again, business friendly. Um, uh, you, you can come here, non-income tax. Um, or, or you can go to New York, I guess, if they contribute more than us. <laughs> yes. There you go. So. And now, Trace, what's your day job? My day job right now is running for the United States Congress. <laughs> okay. um, but like I said, I, I, I did take a step back from working in the Tennessee Senate um, and loved it. Actually, I, this might sound cliche, but I genuinely enjoy uh, working for Tennessee. I'm very, very proud that I can say I, I served Tennessee for 11 years. I used to answer phone calls to people and help people with an, an array of issues, whether it be unemployment um, uh, or, or down to craft and policy. Um, Aiden Senator Watson was uh, was a pure joy of mine. Um, so it was really hard actually to step away and do this, but I'm a full time candidate right now. There That's you great. go, That's Clayton. Great. What you got, Clayton? Are you uh, close by? I'm sorry. It's your time for a question. You got a question? <laughs> What's up, Clayton? <laughs> oh, Trace, what, what do you what, what do you see uh, see being your biggest challenge uh, in a crowded field of candidates for the congressional fifth? I appreciate that question because I was talking that with my staff on the way down here. You know, honestly, so look, I'm up against the truth is I'm up against I'm up against about three lobbyists, okay. And when you're out here running for Congress, it's about raising money. 
And when you're a lobbyist, look, they already kind of have those um, inside monies to companies and, and corporations. And so the biggest challenge really is meeting people. Because when you're out here raising money and you're really talking about the price of gas and the price of milk, I'm very well aware that it's like $6 a gallon if you're if you're buying 93 and it's $5 a gallon if you're buying 87. Right. Price of milk's about $4 and now I'm supposed to ask you for $2,900? Right. You know, that's that's the biggest challenge because you got to get your name ID out. So you are raising money to get name ID out. Um, so that that's a big challenge where my opponents, like I said, they're lobbyists. They got that money. Um, but mine, I'm for the people. I'm really talking to people out here. And uh, so that's just a challenge. How do you reach 700,000 people? But I think you do it by speaking the truth. And uh, that's... That's and what being I'm on doing. WKOM, w- which is K- the best radio thank station you, in Middle WKOM. That's right. All <laughs> that's right. right. Trace, thank you. What, <laughs> yes. and, and that's, um, you know. That, it's that's, always the hardest thing, isn't it, <clears throat> to meet people. It's a crowded field, and, and a vacant seat always draws a crowded field, and it's an interesting season to see you. you uh, the, the thing about it, folks, is uh, anybody can win. Anybody. Um, anybody. Trace Whittem is going to win. There Trace Whittem says he's going to win. And he has told me that every time I've spoken to him. And you know what? I'm beginning to believe that it's possible for sure. I, Absolutely. Exactly. Well, everyone's telling me. Let me tell you, the number one question I'm asking the campaign trail, honestly, after we're talking with people, and they'll say, who are you running against? Who are you running against? You know what that tells me? When you have big money, you're probably not working as hard as I am. Hey, who are you running against? Who are you running against? Who are you running against? And and uh, folks, and and it's so true though. I mean, if you like what Trace is saying, you know, write him a check for twenty five bucks. Get out there and put a yard sign in your yard. That's right. Every dollar counts. I appreciate every single dollar. I yeah. really do. And I'm going to have uh, him at Puckett's after I mean. afterwards. The candidates at Puckett's for breakfast. So if you want to meet him, come down afterwards. Love Puckett's. He's got as good a chance to win as anybody in that race, and you can hear his determination. Absolutely. All thirty people in the race. That's right. <laughs> but only one of them at Puckett's until 11 o'clock. Until 11 o'clock. I'll stay after if you want to talk. Uh, that's right. There we go. Let's take a break and come back. <clears throat> Parks Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Okay, folks, my name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three, and that song would be about the big freightliner heading for D.C. in November with the middle finger of contempt painted <laughs> on its snout. There we go. Yes. Take that. We That's may not get, awesome. We may not get direct election of senators, but we can run a truck through you. <laughs> All right, my name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. Good morning, everybody. What a great day. All right, we've got a couple candidates here with us today, and we're going to, we've been talking with um, Trace Whittem, who who is the Republican candidate for U.S. Congress. Uh, Good morning, Trace. Good morning. Good morning. All right. And now we're going to speak with 
Jackson Carter. Who's one of my favorite people. Ever. There we go. Mm-hmm. Who's Thank you, Debbie. The Republican yeah. nominee for Murray County School Board from the Spring Hill area. And what's the number of that district? District uh, 11. 11. Dist- district 11. All right. Um, so yeah. ja- Jackson was the president of the Young Republicans for quite a while before yeah. he headed off to college. Yes, ma'am. Co-founder and chairman. Yes, ma'am. That's there awesome. we go. And now, Jackson, what's prompted you to run for school board? Well, having just graduated from Murray County Public Schools, I think I bring a unique perspective to the situation. I know I've seen a lot of issues that plague our schools from a student's perspective and then largely in turn from a staff perspective. You know, talking to teachers, it's very clear they're frustrated with how we're doing some things. And some things, especially from the top down, are not as clear as they could or should be. There's not as much transparency as I'd like to see the board I, I feel should do more to hold itself accountable as a body. And I think there are some action items that they never take action on. And I understand sometimes your hands are tied and you have to, you know, have your processes. But it feels like some things just get talked to death. Yeah. And I would really love to see, you know, that transparency, accountability, and that action at the end of the day. And that's really what spurred me to run. There we go. All right. Now, folks, Murray County School Board, uh, in, in terms of local government here, county government, we've got – a lot going to happen this year uh on the county commission 18 out of 22 members are not seeking re-election on the school board you got three or four not seeking re-election and for the first time ever we're going to have a partisan um school board election where actually candidates uh and either party could do this but the democrats have chosen not to i think uh but a candidate can be identified if nominated by their party as a Republican on the ballot right there. You'll see that when you go into the voting booth and um, in this County being so heavily Republican odds are that any Republican candidate is going to get elected. Uh, And so between vacancies and the seats that are going to flip, to a Republican candidate, we're going to see, I think, a new majority on the school board come August. It's going to be new faces, folks. It is. And, and I've never seen a more dedicated field of candidates. The Republicans that are running, I mean, these guys are there, they're present, they're listening, and uh, they understand the budget's concerns. Even Jackson testified in front of the <clears throat> county commission last summer uh, on just the new Spring Hill High. Uh, was very impressive during that, but these guys are dedicated and they're there because, as as Jackson said, things get talked about, things don't come to fruition. Uh, there's a lot of concerns, especially about discipline with from the teachers. It's just that is the root of everything of all learning is is making sure there's a safe structure at, at school. And even our friend Jim York on 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 the air has said that many times. You know, just wanting to make sure that. Um, that they do their process and get it done. So I'm proud. In Jackson a transparent way. In a transparent way. So I'm excited that Jackson is running. Yeah, Mr. York, you've, you've spoken passionately about that issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, assume, I assume you hadn't changed your mind. <laughs> no, I hadn't changed my mind. Yeah, yes. transparency is important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do things in in the dark and bring it to the light and that's why we have sunshine law in this this state uh which people do violate they had school boards that were sanctioned for five years couldn't even talk to each other on the street 
in yeah. some other counties. So yeah. uh, that that can be very debilitating to for a board to perform its its functions. Mm-hmm. The Daily Herald sued the city council before I was elected for the sunshine law violation as well. So, but it needs to be done in the open. And, uh, Jackson, let me ask you a question that I've been thinking about. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are running as partisans, Republicans. Uh, I don't see Democrats running that way. But the Murray County Board has a policy, an ethics policy. And in that ethics policy, it states that you should not be partisan. Would you, uh, if you were elected, would you rescind that policy or attempt to rescind that policy? Or what? How would you handle that? Well, Mr. York, I think just because I have been nominated as a Republican doesn't mean I'm going to go in and form a Republican coalition on the board to govern. Uh, That's not something that I'm interested in doing. I don't think that's anything any of our candidates want to do. I think the reason we're running with the R next to our name is so the voters in this county know where we stand if we don't have a chance to reach them. I'm sure you're well aware reaching everyone is hard. But having that R next to our name lets people know we are conservative. It lets people know, generally speaking, what our values are. That's why we felt it was so important to have these values for voters who may not have the time to interact with all the candidates or may not have the time to do the research that they probably should do for whatever reason. That R next to our name lets people know on the front end what they're getting. I have no interest in you know becoming some super partisan bureaucrat when I get elected to the board. That's not anything I or any of my fellow candidates are interested in. We want to govern for the people, for the students, for our teachers. We want to do so effectively and transparently. And at the end of the day, that R next to our name is really more for the voter than for our governance style. Well, there we go. In addition to, Jackson, well, yeah, Jackson, yeah, Jackson Carter, candidate for 11th District Murray County School Board. In addition to that, what I loved about going partisan on the school boards this year, which is what Murray County chose to do, Trey, you all elections have to go through Murray County if yeah. you're Republican. So, right. listen, we are rocking down here. And um, But you enter uh, and have in the past, you enter the election booth, your vote, and there's just names appearing, just names. And you're like, well, I don't know any of these people. That could be school board or judge. And, yeah, it could be that you didn't know or whatever. You didn't do your due diligence. But these people just get elected by name. And then usually, what they've been in alphabetical order, and usually, you know, if your name's Anderson, you get elected. Get hit at the top, right? So, so that makes for lazy voters. Well, then, it, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, Debbie, we have if, a lazy a populace. Doesn't, if a person doesn't want to be responsible for voting uh, uh, and, and take personal responsibility. You create a lazy voter population. Well, that's the case, that, though, that Jim. Be, and, you know, that's a point, too. It is I, I want point. to get back to Jackson Carter, though. Let's let's talk about Jackson Carter and what he envisions doing on the school board. Um, Jackson, do you, is there an incumbent in the 11th District? There is, but he is not running. Uh, Mr. Tommy Dudley's had some uh, issues in the past with his health and well-being, and he has decided not to seek re-election. So it's effectively an open seat. Yes, sir. Do you have opposition? Uh, yes, sir. There's one independent candidate running against me. Okay. Now, that, who people want to know. So, who is that candidate? Uh, his name is Benjamin Baker. Okay. And uh, see, I don't even know. I don't know him. He's running as an independent. I take it. Yes, sir. Okay. And you're running. I as got a question for Jackson. All right, Clayton Chief. Jackson, you're you're currently uh, a student at the University of Alabama. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Roll Tide, by the way. Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've I've been asked. Uh, and I, I think maybe by one of your constituents, uh, they just sent me a message. What people are wondering is, 
you're enrolled at the University of Alabama. If you get elected, how are you going to make that work between? Are, are you are you online student or are you on campus? How will you make that work as far as being at being at school board meetings and stuff? Well, that's a question that I have fielded several times since I announced my candidacy, and I want to kind of put that to bed. Why I've got that question on the floor, and I thank you for asking it. Tuscaloosa is not extremely. It is not in Tennessee. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like it's a halfway across the country. Tuscaloosa is about a two and a half hour drive from Columbia. I actually, this upcoming semester, have cleared my schedule on Tuesdays, so I'll be free. And when I'm needed in Columbia to be at that board meeting, I will be there. That's something I have committed to. I'm not going to try to mail it in. I'm not going to get elected and not show up. If I didn't think I could be there when I was needed, if I didn't think I could be there for my people, my name would not be in this in this race. So I'm fully confident that I have the faculties and the ability with my education to balance being a full-time student on campus and being a member of the board. And again, it goes back to we now have partisan races and the R's are watching how people perform and they will be held accountable in the next election cycle. So this gives us a way to look at everything, including Jackson or however anybody else does. But I think he's going to be a fabulous school board uh, uh, position holder. I'll put it that way. There we, there we go. Uh, Jackson, the, the Murray County schools are, I think crisis is, is a very fair word uh, because of the tremendous number of families moving in. Uh, the the present school administration says we're going to need five new schools in the next five years, a quarter of a billion dollars. And that's in addition to the Spring Hill High School already underway, which was supposed to cost $74 million, according to those turkeys um, who consult with the county on buildings. Who are they, Clayton? What's the... What's Jackson the, something. Hewitt. Stein and something. Stein and something. Yeah. Patterson or something like that. You're talking about the, the, the contractors. The contractors. Uh, Hewitt, Hewitt, Hewitt Spencer. Hewitt, Hewitt Spencer. Spencer. Who, who told us that... Uh, uh, the new high school in Spring Hill, they, they, they're they not consultants. They're called, this, this just blows my mind, they're called building advocates. Right. Um, but they told us the Spring Hill High School last fall, they told us, the Spring Hill High School could be built for $74 million. And now the thing's clocking in at $100 million and going up like the price of gas, you okay. know. And they're the same turkeys who are telling us that a new courthouse can be built for $30 million a uh, 55, you know, I mean, people, if you believe anything Jackson Spencer says from now on, I've got some prize cows I want to sell you, you know. And uh, so there we go. But the price of gas is affecting the build, you know. It is, as you said, it's like the price of gas going up. Price of gas going up is affecting every build. Lumber brought in on a truck, it's higher. If it's it, building it, supplies. It went up. It went up overnight about 25 cents. Right. They're expecting I mean, gas to hit $6 by August 1st for this area. Yeah, but Jackson, you're going to, as a school board member, you're going to have your hat in your hand going to the commission who's going to be going, we don't have the money. Um, how do you view this problem? Well, I think the reason we have this problem is a lack of foresight, and that's something that I want to bring to the board. I know we've had unchecked growth. I met with the mayor of Spring Hill just the other day to talk about some of this growth and you know, what avenues we have to alleviate the burdens of it. Uh, I'm fully supportive of all the groups in Murray County pushing for an impact fee. I think that's something that this area desperately needs, and I look forward to seeing where the Murray County Republican Party, where the county commission who's about to be elected, 
what avenues they go down working with our state legislature to make that happen if there is an avenue for that. I look forward to seeing that. But when it comes to growth, we know that we have to educate these kids. We're essentially receiving a mandate from the contractor that we're coming, we're here to stay, we're going to build this, so figure it out. And that's a precarious situation, and it's an issue that very few places have ever had to deal with to this magnitude. If you look at the census data where the Spring Hill uh, alone is the number 10 fastest growing city in the whole country, and that's my district, so I'm feeling the brunt of it when I'm talking to voters. And I think the best thing we can do as a board is do our research to see what other jurisdictions, municipalities, counties, states have done to alleviate this problem. Solutions are out there, and the only there are more solutions in raising property taxes. Yeah. There are more solutions out there, and I think what we need to do as a board is do our research, figure out what those solutions are, and find new mechanisms, find creative ways to get out, secure the funds we need so that we can provide a quality education to our students. That's there great. you go, folks. I know. I mean, He's going to find it. He's going to be a part of it, that's for sure. There you go. Um, hey, Trace, yes, have you ma'am. heard about the growth going on in Murray County? I believe it is the lar- the fastest growing county. But I think the, the best secret of Murray County is kind of out because – People are flocking here, obviously. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And we went through. Don't the, sell your land. Don't do it. <laughs> we went to. Unless uh, you're going to sell me a, a cheaper home because well, I'd love to buy one. Trace, what I'm candidate for U.S. Congress. We, uh, we were at the state legislature this past spring uh, saying Williamson County has an impact fee. Murray County deserves the same representation of revenue sources as Williamson County. And then the Senate passed it for us in the subcommittee. But the House subcommittee. Handed our hat back to us. Well, the Senate's where all the work's done, so. I know. Well, Joey Hensley did a great job, but we're going to run at it again this year, so everybody needs to prepare. Uh, Jackson Carter, I'm going to ask quick questions. So you're a young man still enrolled in college. Um, I I think a lot of people are probably asking, you know, what what motivates you at this point in life to – uh, run for school board. You know, there are a lot of good parties going on in Tuscaloosa. You know? <laughs> well, I think, Delt, the one thing above all is having just left our school system, I have seen the struggles of our teachers and of our students, and I was one of the lucky ones. I always had good teachers, and I always you know, had that preparation. I want to make sure every kid has it. I don't want to be an exception. I want to be the rule. People that can go out, get an education, be successful, go out, and you know, be prepared for the workforce. There you go. Parties in Tuscaloosa that just I know. That have to go on without you. Yes. All right, folks. Let's take a break. There's that big freight liner warming up. And uh, we'll be back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? 
Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Welcome to the Tennessee Lottery Speedway, where the race to win big continues. Competition is fierce as players hit the gas toward reaching the $20,000 top prize of our all-new Raceway Riches Instant Game. And look at that! We have a winner! Could you be next? Speed to the good times with the all-new Raceway Riches Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. And don't miss the Tennessee Lottery 250 at Nashville Super Speedway on Saturday, June 25th. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, you can't bring new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery into work. Why? They got smoking hot top prizes. Hey, look, I won. Oh, what have you done? Huh, guess they were hotter than I thought. Heat up your wallet with all new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery, and you can win scorching hot top prizes up to $500,000. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 50 years after its ratification, Thomas Jefferson said the intent of the Declaration of Independence was not to assert new principles. Instead, it was intended as an expression of the American mind, expressions deeply woven into the fabric of the people. I'm Jason Gillum, running to be your Republican state representative in Murray County. I believe in the fabric of this community, and over the next several weeks, I'll be addressing many concerns our community is sharing with me. Together, we can do better. This message paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative. Don Gillum, Treasurer. There we go. I'm dude number three. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? 
I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Regular special guest dude, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning, gang. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. And we've got two candidates with us. It is the political season. There are more yard signs out in Murray County than there are cedar trees. And so um, and we got a lot of cedar trees. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, first of all, we've been speaking with Jackson Carter, uh, candidate for 11th District. That's around Spring Hill, Murray County School Board, Republican candidate. How are you, Jackson? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Glad to have you here. And Trace um, Wedham. Wedham. We need to say it over. Wedham. I, I can't even read my own handwriting. I can't see <laughs> who, you. Who you with? Yeah. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great way to remember it. Yeah. That's like as a defense lawyer, the, the Wolfham defense. And I'm here I'm here to defend Tennessee. That's so right. That's right. I'm right. not that's a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but I can be a tiger. I'll defend us. Now, there we go. We Trace need that. That's right. All right, Trace Whittem, I'm, I'm uh, you're, you're a Republican, Republican candidate for the Republican nomination for U.S. Congress, 5th District. Uh, it's an open seat, a crowded field. Uh, Trace, I've been just, I don't know what the right word is, uh, Riley amused, disgusted, whatever. You know, uh, Sunday night I watched this movie called The Gentleman, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he you know shoots and kills at least four or five he, he plays a gangster uh shoots and kills four or five people has has a few others murdered in you know very unseemly ways and then the next day you know there he is in washington dc uh, wanting to take our guns away and being welcomed as an expert on guns and gun control by the national media and the democrats you know he's a narcissistic actor you know what what's your take on it you know i mean should a should a matthew mcconaughey you know if, if he really believes in all this stuff then i mean I, there's a scene in the movie where he picks up a pistol and just shoots a guy in the head i mean how many how many copycats out there are going to be saying okay matthew mcconaughey did that in this movie i mean there are a whole lot of nut jobs in this world don't know the difference between a movie and reality, you know. Well, then you have people like nut jobs like Alec Baldwin who actually just shoot people on set. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you listen, I, I grew up a hunter, um, and my grandpa taught me uh, hunter safety with a pop gun, actually. So it's very important that we actually teach our children how to handle firearms appropriately. And I say teach our children how to handle firearms because we should teach our children how to handle a firearm, even if it's a pop gun, right? Yep. Um, you know, when we play when we play with things and, and, and pretend, it's also important to, hey, don't point that at somebody. You know, those are things you can teach people at a younger age, right? Um, because the reality is, is firearms are uh, you know they're lethal, um, but the right to bear arms is the right to bear arms, and so we got to make sure we protect our Second Amendment at all times. But with that, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be responsible and obviously teach our children how to be responsible with it. But the other thing too is uh, my mom also told me fools feed on foolishness, and unfortunately in this country we have a big mental health problem. And mainstream media, uh, and I, I partake in it. I watch movies, I listen to music, uh, pop culture. Um, you know, this get money and shoot people uh, is a real thing that goes on out there and unfortunately that motivates a lot of people to do a lot of stupid things um and you know then we play video games and video you know we played duck hunt growing up right but now it's now it's uh halo or you walk in and you just shoot everybody up in in the in the store and leave with the money and get in the car and drive off and those are video games right but 
But if you're not mentally healthy, it's more than a video game. It's actually practicing something uh, uh, greater than than what you're actually doing. I actually have a friend, a very close friend of mine, uh, Craig Scott, and he's walking around talking about stories about his sister Rachel that was murdered at Columbine. I mean, these are real stories of real people, um, and and he's out preaching mental health. We have to have a mentally health. Uh, mentally healthy culture um so yeah you have people like matthew mcconaughey who are out you know being an actor right and he'll tell you it's acting and it is acting right um but it does go with mental mental health and hollywood has a lot to say uh but unfortunately everything they promote is against everything they say you know you, when you preach love and you don't actually show love um people get sideways so again like i said my mom says fools feed on foolishness if you want to watch the stuff watch it you know it's it's up to you but we got to make sure we're mentally healthy and it does start with again back to the firearms because how you teach a child how to hold even a pop gun um is important because that child is going to grow up and they're going to buy themselves a firearm but they're going to they're going to be responsible with that firearm there you go i think it's the biggest question of the day i really do what's uh as as uh, the Second Amendment is there. I think it's more important to see. I mean, these same people wanted to exterminate me as a conservative just four months ago over a vaccine, and now they want to take my firearm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not. I have a problem with that. I mean, Naomi Wolf, who's one of the biggest Democrats ever, she is in Citizen Free Press today saying, I'm rethinking the Second Amendment. I I've now understand we're at a precipice where the government is about to, if you look at Australia or Canada, these people were completely locked down. Was the United States not completely locked down because they're Second Amendment rights? That's probably a fact. And we need to really weigh that and value that and know how important this is. I mean, this is the most important question of the day. <clears throat> As far as I'm concerned, right now, Debbie, you, you, the, the GOP conflates gun laws, some restrictions, to taking away a firearm. Nobody's advocating taking away the guns oh, from the public. I've it's called an inch at a time, Jim. That's no, what we're trying to do. Yes, it is. You it is. That's what you call it. But that's do what you think? Say, that's not what Beto do you think a says. do you think a red flag law will not be used politically at some point? Do you not think like they did Peter Navarro, where they put him I in mean, shackles this week? They're going to show up and go, "Listen, he he, no no no, that person, I'm going to go in and I'm going to take their firearm. I'm telling you, not an inch." Well, well why remember, do we have, why do we have laws that you need to put your seatbelt on in a car? Why do we have laws that most people abide by? I mean, it's not taking the car away from people. It's just putting a restriction that they need to abide by a law for the sake of safety. We need safety laws for gun access. That's all. Well, remember, but remember, for. if you're going to use the car example, percent of the public is asking for. Seventy-five percent of the public is asking for safety laws to put in place for access to guns particularly weapons of war well jim weapons of war yesterday afternoon they were talking about the um the new background check requirements that went in in either 2017 or 2019 and then the gentleman that was uh either retired or expelled from the military 
ended up going into another place in Texas and, and shooting everybody up. And it came back that he was not added to the list when he had a mental health problem, and it was supposed to be added. There were six million missing names. So it's like you've already got a law. There's a procedure to do this. Somebody's not doing their damn job. Probably it's a government employee that's just moving as slow as they can and not putting these names on the list. These things are already here for us to have the protections, and nobody is is fulfilling that obligation yet. Okay, well, let's... Are, let's... There, mental, are there mentally ill people driving cars? You don't see them running into gangs. I saw them you run into a woman and her into... baby in San Francisco oh, you, yesterday. You see road rage all yeah, the time. absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, you Cause... might see one occasionally. Uh, well, one there was... occasionally, but you don't Can... see it happening. You try driving drunk drivers every who, night. Who went through the Christmas parade this year? Do you think that was mental or I- evil? Yeah, you know, there's there, there's an interstate shooting in Nashville every week. Of some, uh, every other day. Uh, fortunately, they don't hit anybody most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's all road rage. All right, uh, let's get back to Trace Whittem, candidate for U.S. Congress, 5th District of Tennessee, uh, Republican candidate. Trace, what do you see as the major issues that you will be addressing as a U.S. congressman? Uh, For me, um, I think we need to save America with Tennessee values. And what I mean by that, I think, one, Tennessee is faith and family first. Um, it's very important for us. We're, we're definitely people of faith, and, and we love our families, and we're going to protect our families. So with that, you're going to look at the, at the border, the border crisis. Immigration is obviously a big deal. Um, you know, just a couple months ago, uh, with no help from the federal government, uh, we watched uh, illegal immigrants come into Chattanooga, and then they disappeared. One of the children were, yeah, I believe, even molested. Um, right, so yeah. that's a big deal. We need a strong national defense. It kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and that's the federal government's issue. It's national defense, right? Um, and then clearly the debt. You know, again, I'm 35 years old, and my generation has almost no representation in Congress. Um, I, actually, I think even with losing Madison Cawthorn, who's a little bit younger than me, there is no representation for our generation. Uh, when you see that um, shelves are empty with baby formula, my friends are having babies, and there's no formula. Supply chain issues. Um, these are all these are huge things. But again, the debt, the debt, debt, debt. I can't say I can't say it enough. You know, we we're big humanitarians. We have big hearts in America, but they're printing off money and giving it to people that don't even like us. Um, and we don't even have the money to pay for it. So we're literally putting things on a on a credit card, if you will, that we can't even pay for. Um, and so those are big three issues, faith and family, uh, a strong national defense. We've got to stop the illegal immigration and, and the debt. Um, those are the three biggest things I feel like uh, issue-wise we need to tackle in Congress. Um, but then again, we also need to hold Congress accountable to Congress. And that's why I go back again. you got you got to get the, the U.S. Senate under control. People like Lindsey Graham talking about Tennessee. Really? Um, you know, go deal with South Carolina and we'll deal with Tennessee. Trace, you're talking about illegal immigration, uh, but we're bringing 100,000 Ukrainians over here. Should we not do that or should we allow the Ukrainians to come over? Well, are they in what capacity? Are they legal? Are they staying here? They're, are they visiting? Are they, you know, we... they're refugees, just like the people south of the border well, are refugees from I, their country. I don't say. And first off, let's talk about south of the border. First off, we want uh, good um, immigration policy. I don't think it's been updated since 1986, which is the year before I was born. So we need to update uh, the immigration policy because we need to be able to streamline. It's 2022. If we can't figure out how to streamline and vet people faster, uh, that's just a good example of bad government, obviously 
obviously taking their time because we want good people in America. And and a lot of people are our friends south of the border. Like I said, faith and family. Um, they're hardworking. They're faith and family. Uh, but we need to get legal people. People want to do this legally. Um, and so we need to give people an opportunity to come legally. Ukrainians, are, they're legal immigrants. I think the government's bringing them in for Yeah, they're legal. We should but be able to pick still and immigrants choose, coming but, in and we, they're legalizing, bringing them in. Well, so no, why don't we legalize the ones coming south? Again, again, again. I don't think we need to discriminate against necessarily everyone who it's it, get a legal, get a good immigration policy where people, people of uh, uh, other nationalities can come here and streamline and have the same uh, opportunity because this is that's the American dream. So we need to have a good vetting process and we need to make sure it's streamlined and give people a legal opportunity. Don't come here illegally. We need to give people, whoever it is that wants to apply to be a United States citizen, um, give them a legal opportunity. But that means we need to update the policy. In 1986, really? Come on. The cartels are taking in $200 million a week. And this is before Rule 42 expires or they're getting rid of it, which would be another 18,000 people. That's another $180 million a week. Well, it says $18,000 a day. Well, they're out there, Jim. Yes, I do know those figures. They're saying that depending on what country you're from, this is the amount that the cartel mule charges you to get into this country. And on average, right now, today, before Rule 42 expires, it's $200 million a week the cartels are bringing in. I'm sitting here going, well, they're coming in. We're about to fund it all medical, food, everything, you know, well, maybe if we're going to do this and just have an open border, maybe we need to have that money instead of them. Well, there we go. All right, folks. The yep. hiring of, of Save America with Tennessee values. Save America. <laughs> All right. The young bloods are singing. And uh, so we've got, we've had the privilege of having two uh, very engaging candidates here with us. Yeah. Thank morning. you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank uh, you Trace very much. Trace candidate for U.S. Congress, 5th District, Republican candidate. And, uh, He's the one who just spoke about Tennessee values. Jackson Carter, candidate for 11th District, Murray County School Board. Republican. Republican candidate. Uh, impressive, impressive. Jackson, uh, what, what, what do you want the school system to do? I want us to give our students the best education that they possibly can. I want our students to be ready for their college education, their career, their life outside of the classroom. If we can do that, we're doing something right. Awesome. And Trace Woodham. Tennessee values that that resonates. Save America with Tennessee values. There you go, man. All right, folks. Right we're at Puckets. We're going we're to Puckets. Puckets. Let's go. Trace Woodham and Jackson Carter yes. both be at Puckets. So if you want to head on down there and uh, and have breakfast with them, they'll talk with you till the cows come in. That's I right. imagine. That's yeah. right. There we go. Tomorrow, folks. Last show of the week. Well, it's already Thursday. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody.